0: Cubing Corner. I am G is Cubing. And today we have a really, really exciting guest. I'm very nervous. I am speaking to Tingman. G'day, g'day. (laughs) Hello. It's so nice to have you here.
1: Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. So you might be feeling nervous, but I have just today um, binged listened to all three of your episodes that are up so far. And so I'm actually feeling a bit nervous myself because I've I've been listening to this amazing podcast and now I get to be on it. So... (laughs) It's mutual, that's what I'm saying.
0: That's so nice to hear because I think in one of the the early ones I was saying about how it'd be amazing to have you on here because you're one of my favorite cubers. It's a bit surreal finally being there able to is. talk to you. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here.
0: How did you get into cubing? How did this kind of start for you? Because I know that you're actually, no, I don't know if you started when you were when you were younger. Yeah,
1: well, I, I did know how to solve a cube when I was younger. Um, I definitely wasn't a speed cuber and um, cubing hardware wasn't great at the time. But it was something that my friends knew how to do. And I think just out of interest, I sort of figured it out myself as well using some really awful instructions that came with a Rubik's Cube that was lying around at home. So, nearly four years ago now, uh, for my birthday, I decided to treat myself with a proper speed cube. Um, and when I say proper speed cube, it was the first thing on eBay when I searched speed cube. And I solved it using a speed cubing method. I'm saying with open inverted commas um on my birthday um four years ago i loved it fell into it and (laughs) here i am
0: i'm actually so surprised that you managed to use the instructions that came with the cube i thought they were just for a joke like i could never understand the instructions that come with any of the cubes i've always gone on youtube for tutorials so i'm very impressed that you managed to do that
1: (laughs) oh i was 12 at the time and when you're young you've just got time
0: Speaking of being young, I was so impressed by one of your newest videos with Tingbo, your youngest child, at his first competition.
1: I know, I'm so proud of him. I've always wondered if he's felt a little bit like, you know, sort of in the shadow of his older sister. Um, And so seeing seeing him come into his own, I I could not have been more proud of him. And it's not like, you know, he was feeling bad about his times or anything because he could have compared them to his older sister and gone oh I'm so much slower than you but he was really proud of himself for how he did and you know as a dad it just warms my heart so much I'm just so so proud of him for doing his best and not worrying not worrying about how he did compared to other people.
0: I was actually really surprised that he was so sort of not nervous by it because I just went to my first competition and I was terrified I brought my mum I'm 22 years old and I still <laughs> brought my mum and he He's so young and he was just excited about it. And I think that's what's really, really nice, that the sort of younger you start, the more comfortable you are in that kind of environment. So I I thought that was really, really nice to watch.
1: Yeah, he's pretty wonderful. It probably helps um, that he has seen... Um, videos of his dad and his sister um, at cubing competition. So I suppose uh, he already had a bit of an idea of of what to expect, uh, which is one of the nice things about people getting into cubing now. There's just uh, so many videos on YouTube and everywhere on what events are like um, and what to expect when you're going to a competition. And so I I think that helps a lot just demystify the whole process, but also give you a bit more peace of mind that, you know, it's going to be okay. You you, you might feel a little bit nervous or out of place, but everyone's going to feel that way. And so it'll be fine.
0: I also wanted to ask you about um, Ola, your older child. How did she start getting into cubing as well?
1: Um, she started getting into cubing a few months after I did. Um, I made a, a video about the process. And I think I recall saying that I started, it was a bit of an experiment. Um, I think she was she was sort of next to me when I was first learning um, some algorithms. And I'd say things like, right, up right inverted, up inverted, <laughs> or, you know, stuff like that. And then I noticed that she was sort of like mout- mouthing along as I was saying it. And and as an experiment, you know, I, I just was wondering, I wonder if she could remember these moves as well. Because she was pretty young at the time. I think she was six, six or seven. So I gave her the cube. And and she did. She she remembered, you know, those sort of short sequences. And so the experiment grew and grew. And yeah, before we knew it, she did her first solve. I think she clocked in she clocked in at just under four minutes for her first solve, something like that. And it was just, oh I was so I, I can still remember the moment. I can remember where in the house it happened and how we felt. And it was it was so great.
0: I've seen a couple of your videos where you're racing each other. Is there sort of rivalry between you two now? Do you think that she's going to end up being faster than you in the future?
1: Um, That's a a sore topic. The competition can be very fierce between her and I. Um, (laughs) I I think if she wanted to be faster than me, she could. I, I don't know if she possesses the same drive that I do. So I think what she has over me, you know, if there were like, ...little player cards with, like, strengths and weaknesses of Tingman and Ola. Her strengths would be, um... She just has that increased dexterity and speed that I, as an older person, don't... I mean, I don't think I'm too slow, but she has that young person's speed... And that's that's the only way I can put it. She has he,
0: tiny hands though, yeah, he, so that is a drawback.
1: That's true. That would be one of one of the weaknesses if you drew the, the Olor card, if you had had that in your hand. Um, she also is just so fluent with cuming and I think just learning it at a young age, I, I really see it as analogous to learning a language at a young age. If I was learning a language now as an adult, I think, you know, we sort of think through a bit more of like, oh, is this the correct tense? Am I using the right grammar? Like, what's the vocabulary for this? And whereas if you're a kid, you don't really think in those categories. You just learn the language. You just speak it. Yeah, you you don't think think about the rules. Um, And I, I think that's quite well describes the way that we approached cubing. I think I've been a lot more analytical and sort of rules about it, which has its strengths, while she has just picked it up and so it's almost like she just speaks cube it's like fluent to her I'll, I'll go to her and i'm like hey i just learned this cool thing look if you do this it ends up like that and she's like uh yeah like i already knew that <laughs> like what do you mean you already not that I, ne- I i never taught you that <laughs> and yeah so yeah so so those would be her strengths um and, and my strengths i guess I, would be more more of the analysis thing like i i love watching walkthroughs and i love i'm um, still like constantly improving myself and and I, I think i cube a lot more than she does as well And so despite the fact that I cube so much more than her, (laughs) she still does so well with no practice, and it's so annoying.
0: (laughs) Well, most of your family is involved in your YouTube channel now. Is that ever difficult for you? Mm. So obviously you've got such a big following now, and it's just increasing. Do you get noticed when you're sort of out and about, and Ola, does... She get noticed, and is that quite tricky for her, being quite young?
1: <laughs> we have actually been noticed um, in the public, which is such a funny thing, because you think that cubing is such a niche little... No, you're oh, a celebrity me. now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's because we live in Australia, and, and I've, I've noticed that there are, you know, out of the hundreds of countries in the world, I think there are maybe like 20 or so countries where cubing is, is, is a thing, and Australia is one of them. I think that's one of the reasons why we have been recognized. I mean, it's, sorry, I'm making it sound like it's a, it's a common occurrence. It really isn't. It maybe like twice a year that, that we, we might get noticed or something. Um, and no, I, it hasn't really been too bad. We have had to talk through a little bit, um, like, what, it, I don't think I've used the word celebrity. That's what I'm talking through, like, um, how someone might, might, must feel when they see us. Because, um, you know, they have YouTubers that they are quite obsessed with as well um they're mostly like minecraft youtubers that they love and i'll say things like hey imagine if you met them or you saw them in public how would you feel and they're like oh yeah and and so i'm like yeah that's sort of how it feels maybe for some people when they see us and so we can be kind to them we can speak nicely to them and just just be a friend and you know yeah be be normal (laughs)
0: It's <laughs> oh, definitely how it feels like for me speaking to you. I still can't really get over that now. It feels so strange. <laughs> Do you find it ever difficult to keep your life private? Because I know I get a lot of um, sort of direct messages, even though I'm just on Instagram, but a lot of people are asking me personal questions. And I think one of them even found my mum on Instagram recently. And that was a really weird thing for me because I'm obviously nowhere near the um, following that you have. Do you ever find that quite difficult?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think perhaps more so in the early days when I used to maybe feel all the messages and comments a lot more, as in, you know, if there was positive or negative stuff, like it sort of, it it, it weighed a lot heavier on me. And so if people sort of asked stuff, I I think I felt more of a obligation to have to respond to a lot of comments. And I think now that I've got a lot more videos out there and comments come in far more frequently and messages. I think I felt a lot less pressure to have to reply. And so I felt a lot better with, I, I think, essentially ignoring messages. And, and as bad as I might also feel about that because someone's reaching out and asking something, um, I, Yeah. I've, I've come to peace with that with not replying to every single message uh, that comes my way or, or every or every comment and it's just the way the world is I mean we, we all need our privacy and we all need to respect <laughs> that and so if may perhaps this is the way that I'm teaching that person by not responding to their message.
0: No I'm glad that you've got to that point because I'm still kind of getting there I always I'll get a message and I'll be I'll be sort of oh I'm on my way to I'm on my way to my lecture and I've got a reply to this message but then it's sort of you don't. I have my own life. This is a great part of it, but it's not sort of my full-time pathway at all yet. I'd like it to be, but it's not. Is this your full-time job?
1: Um, So at the moment, it is my part-time job. It is not. It's, um, which is, which is already a big step because this completely started out as as a hobby. Uh, But as of, I don't know, six months or so ago, I went part-time in my, my previous full-time job, um, partly to be able to um, be able to give a bit more to YouTube so it's not my full-time job but I actually you know as well my my tax says it uh, I am a, a YouTuber now which is a funny thing to say. To say. <laughs>
0: it's weird isn't it how was that um that switch for you did you find that strange sort of telling your friends and you know family that oh actually mm-hmm. YouTube is a job because I, I feel like my family definitely don't understand it completely I was speaking to my grandparents about <laughs> having an Instagram that yeah has somehow got me sponsored and they didn't understand it at all. Do you find that strange (laughs) telling people?
1: Oh gosh, my grandparents are no longer around, but if they were, I cannot imagine describing this to them. I I don't think they would have any concept at all, anything, any handle on on, on this. Um, My parents have been very supportive and I think because they've seen the journey, um, they've also known that I've loved videos forever. Like since I was a teenager, I've been just mucking around and and making funny videos and stuff. And so I don't think it really surprised anyone that um, I, you know, got into YouTube as soon as YouTube um, was invented. (laughs) I started making videos and that my channel has grown, has been wonderful. Um, But I I think just because my family and friends know, that this has always been the case. I don't think they've they've, they've been that surprised. They've, they've all been really supportive, just really happy for me that this can now actually generate enough revenue that, that it can be self-sustaining, I I suppose. Because I, I think that's that's what gets really hard for for content creators when it's it reaches a point where you, you really do feel like an obligation to your 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 audience, you know, the, or I you know I call them Tingman fam because they, they do feel very much like family. Well, they've got you to where and you are today.
0: So- you wouldn't be here without them.
1: Well, yeah, us. exactly. I'm, I'm so grateful for them. Yeah,
0: welcome. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it's really wonderful, and and YouTube is one has been wonderful as well. I mean, I so much praise for YouTube as a platform. One of pretty much the only platform that uh, rewards and encourages its creators so much um, to want to make quality content because of you know being able to share in in, in the revenue, and so that's really being able to make this sustainable. Um, and yeah, so it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. It's, it's pretty wonderful.
0: Oh, Which video are you most proud that you've made?
1: Ooh, I there are so many categories of what <laughs> it could mean to feel proud of. I am... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cheat a bit and give you a few answers to that. So I'm going to say that <laughs> I'm very proud of the videos in which I got a lot of different cubers to... Essentially co- collaborate, you know, sort of be, be part of a bigger thing. So, uh, one cube, many cubes, for example, um, the quarantine fight challenge, um, how how cubers fight. I'm I'm very proud of being able to put those together. Proud is a funny word because like I really I don't feel I can take very much credit for that. That was just the generosity of everyone who w- agreed to be a, a part of it. I, I just I just assembled it, you know. I I didn't actually make it per se yeah but i mean i i think i am proud uh, proud of them in in the fact that i i really like how they represent cubing um so they, those have i think very accurately represented the cubing community as being something very communal and very yeah we we don't we don't hide secrets from each other when someone discovers something new they, they share it with, with the community and when we celebrate each other's victories. And it's, it's really wonderful. So so I'm really proud of those videos in, in, in that regard. Um, but I'm also very proud of pretty much any video that I make with my kids. It's so much fun. And I always joke in them that you should never work with kids because they are annoying and frustrating. And a part of me does believe that because, oh gosh, it's like, take five, that did not work. Or take 20, it's like, why, why? no? Um, but then at the same time, um they've just been w- such wonderful snapshots of them at their various ages and now that I've been in the game for I don't know what was it like what did I say my fourth year it, it's almost like a time capsule I can actually go back to 2018 and we can watch the videos and be like oh you were so young you're you a baby and it's like looking through old family albums and it's it's fun it is so, it's so good so I'm really proud of yeah the, the video's that I get to make with, with my, like, you know, the recent one that I made with my son where we made that Lego um, Rubik's Cube solver. That was so much fun. Really, really proud of that because there, there was a, a real challenge. There was a, a real technical aspect to that. A lot of stuff to get right, um, but we did it and I got to just do like, you know, quality father-son time and that was fun. That was, that was great.
0: Oh, I honestly, I really, I think... That's a huge reason of how you've done so well, is because it's just so wholesome. Whenever I feel sad, I watch your videos with your kids in them because it just make it warms my heart. It makes me feel happy. Aww, so, it's just I thank just you. think that it's is, so nice.
1: you. That, that is that is the nicest thing. Yeah, thank you. It's it's literally comments like that that keep us going.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that there's like a big market for it. Like I don't think any like a lot of other people are doing that. I think that it's it's rare to find that sort of relationship but on youtube it's re- it is quite rare to find because it's normally just adults or just kids it's never sort of yeah both of it, it and that's why i feel like you're it's it's very accessible for everyone and i feel like that is cubing as a whole so the competitions it's always yeah range of ages and it, it's yeah you kind of encompass cubing as a whole <laughs>
1: yeah i am very very lucky that i have like this channel i mean even though it's called the tingling channel I, it's it really also now inv- involves two, two other people and that's just been so wonderful that it means that we can have bands and we can have back and forth and we can have you know different presenters and just different perspectives and it's something that I don't take for, for granted at all the, the whole concept of the Lang channel being a wholesome one is one that came from the community as well because I, I don't think I, I sought to sort of you know you know make all my videos coming from that angle but I, I I saw that that word pop up in quite a few comments that oh this is wholesome this is you know makes makes me feel good and I thought yeah that's it that, that that's what I'm going to focus on I, I think that's what I can bring that's different and that Yeah, that's the niche that I can carve out in cubing. And if if I make, if I put smiles on people's faces and if, if they think, wow, that was that was wholesome, I've, I've done my job. You know, that was, it's it's, it's not just, you know, a successful video, but it's, it's, it's meaningful. It's it's more than just entertainment. It's actually like improving someone's life. And yeah, is there, you know, anything greater that you could try and do?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I also wanted to ask, obviously, in terms of Ola and Ting Boy, do you think that they will eventually get their own YouTube? YouTube channels because I, I think that she has a um a discount code for daily puzzles but um do you think that they'll sort <laughs> yeah, of they sure do. fly the nest and do their own youtube channels or will that be quite sad
1: <laughs> i think that they almost assume that they will I, I think ola assumes that that she will and i have been sort of helping her see that it's hard work uh, <laughs> she she hasn't you know shot or filmed uh oh sorry shot or edited a video before she has seen me do it and so she's got a good idea of, of the work work that's involved but i, I Thing that she's always assumed that she probably that she she will one day. And you know, all all power to her if if she wants if she wants to do that. The interesting thing is I don't even know if it would be about cubing because she has so many interests and so many things that she's passionate about. So I will not be surprised if she did make a channel and it wasn't even about cubing. Just life Um, of Ola, just everything that she does. Yeah, she's she's such a colourful, wonderful person with so many things that she loves and that she's good at activity. You know, so many ways that she has yeah, it'll be quite exciting to see. When, when that happens she, she's sort of assuming that she needs to be quite a bit older for it which i'm i'm fine with <laughs> but take her time and you know get onto youtube when, when you're actually ready because it's a wonderful but also it can be a scary place if, if you're not sort of ready for it and if you haven't been prepared
0: definitely because she's so young as well i feel like putting herself yeah. out there, there like that is quite it's quite scary yeah. because she's gonna change she's gonna be different and i feel like sometimes when you have yeah. a big platform if you do change you're sort of following an audience can sometimes not react well for that because they've come and seen you as something and then you're you're something else, which is completely fine because people are meant to change, but I feel like that's also quite tricky
1: yeah that's right i think you need pretty thick skin to to be well just in in the public sort of social realm um and you know I, I don't want to be too binary about it but i think also her coming um to it as as a girl it will be quite different from you know the way that that, that i see youtube and maybe the comments that, that i get and and I, i'm not sure if that you know speaks to your experiences as, as well
0: yeah it it does actually i am um... I do get a lot of comments that I don't really like and it does feel weird because you probably have the same. I have a lot of younger viewers and I don't know if they know yeah. that I'm slightly older than them, but having those comments from younger <laughs> viewers makes me feel so uncomfortable sometimes. But I am sort of getting accustomed yeah. to it and sort of just blocking it out and sort of getting rid of those strange ones. But I do feel like yeah. it, is, it is odd, but I think it's it's great that she is that she is a girl in this kind of community because there isn't a lot of us out there there needs to be yeah, more and i yeah, think that definitely. her being younger would start girls trying cubing a lot younger as well because it's obviously very male dominated. Yeah, i wish i'd so. started a and- lot younger yeah great role model. yeah
1: that's why i'm so glad that you know you've got this podcast as well because i don't actually know of. i was going to say very many but i wonder if it's actually any like other female cubing podcasts or anything like regular, anything that's gone beyond, you know, just like one or two episodes. And I, I hope you continue to go. Like I will I will listen, I promise, to every single episode. I I love pod- podcasts a lot. And uh, a cubing podcast is like, oh my gosh, it's from heaven. It is like two great loves of mine. And so any like good cubing podcast, I'm all, all over it. And, yeah, I have loved the way that you've, you know, approached um, the episodes that you, you've done so far. So, yeah, huge shout out to you, Gi.
0: Thank you so much. That, oh, I'm going all red. I'm so glad you can't see me now. <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of how this podcast came about, because I thought, what do I do when I'm cubing? I can't really watch anything. I don't like to have any sort of anything visual because I'm not watching it. I'm not, I'm not looking at it, unless I'm watching yeah. an episode of Friends that I've seen a million times. And I don't need to watch it and I can just listen to it. I don't sort of have it on. So I either listen to music or I have a podcast. And I was thinking, well, if other people are in this position as well, when they're cubing, they want to listen to something cubing. Though I have a little to more sort of plans for the podcast. I think maybe when COVID's not such an issue and I'm not just sort of in the studio on my own, uh, because it is quite... It's a bit lonely over here. I'm going to hopefully have people more in person yep. so I can I can bring a visual aspect yeah, of that and then right. maybe do some races with people. Obviously, I will lose because I'm really not yep. that fast. But I think that'll be a nice thing <laughs> for people to watch, especially for younger people if they find just listening quite difficult.
1: Oh, the ideas will come of just reactions. They'll be, be so much fun. You know, if you get people in and you get them to react to things, react to like, um, I mean, depending on who they are, maybe like old solves uh, or, or their older videos or, you know, cubing moments throughout history. And it will be, it will be great. You know, if, if you manage to get people on, for example, who were there when like key moments happen. Like I recently went to a competition in Adelaide, um, Australia, where just the night before watched um, i think it was something like felix's five greatest fails <laughs> what an awful title <laughs> but it was one where um he finished his like a one-handed solve but there was a corner twist and so it, it would I, I think it might have been like a world record or something but it was dnf because of the corner twist and then um as i was watching it i thought hang on that judge looks familiar and that judge was ethan pride who is like you know, one of the big, like, guys in, like, Australian cubing. Like, he's, he's, in, he's, he's uh, a delegate um, to be cubing Australia. And he was at the competition. So, the next day I spoke to him, and I was like, hey, did I see a very young Ethan in, in that thing? And he was like, oh, mate, i got to tell you the story. And it was so cool to just, like, hear the story from the eyewitness, you know, from someone who was there. So, if you manage to get people on who can tell stories, that will be, it's so much, It's you know, it's like a behind-the-scenes, like, People love behind the scenes. I love it. It's like.
0: Yeah. Speaking of behind the scenes, I actually have some big plans for sort of behind the scene podcast in a way. So I went to my Mm. competition and I basically just spoke to everyone I could. I spoke to some Mm. mums that were there. They were like, they were just here to drink Prosecco, really. And I spoke to some kids. (laughs) I spoke to some delegates. I spoke to Patrick Pont. I spoke to people who Mm. it was their first competition. I spoke to some adults that had been to like 70 competitions and sort of got everyone's different perspective and sort of their experiences. So it's I'm actually editing that now. I think that's going to take quite a while to edit, but I think it's going to be quite nice sort of getting a feel for what it's like to be there at a competition. Cause I know a lot of people still haven't been cause of COVID and it's taken me I such love a it. long time. I love the idea. Yeah.
1: yeah. I love it. Gee, it, it almost sounds like, you know, journalism. It's weird.
0: <laughs> well, I've been studying it for nearly four years. So finally getting there. <laughs> Honestly, it's taken me so long to even set this up just cause of nerves, but I feel like now <laughs> I'm ready. And um, yeah. I've got loads of embarrassing cubing yeah. stories to tell. I can tell you one right now from the competition if you like
1: please do it do it
0: so um i didn't actually take part in the first day of the competition i only did the second but i did go on the on the first day just to sort of get a feel (laughs) and um I walked mm-hmm. in and as soon as I walked in, I realized that I've never been to this place before and I don't even know how to get downstairs because you'd sort of walk and it's um, it was like a balcony and you could see down to the sports hall where everyone was and I had no idea how to get down there, but it felt too embarrassing to <laughs> ask someone to, you know, where are the stairs? I didn't know where they were and it was really embarrassing. So I just, for about 10 minutes, I was just kind of wondering.
1: No, no, please. Uh, was... Please don't say that you just stayed there. I totally didn't stay not.
0: there. I got found by this um, lovely, wonderful, amazing person. So she was just, okay. she was, um, she was there with her son, and she was just stood around the the entrance, and she looked at me, and she went, "Are you all right? Are you a bit lost?" And I just said, "Honestly, I don't know where the stairs are." And she, um, she basically took me down and introduced me to her That's whole table great. and let me sit with them. But that was really embarrassing. That, that
1: is that that is that is cube competition tip number one know where the stairs are like forget the cubes forget all all the timer stuff like guys get to know where the stairs are D- do you want to look like g on your first day no, no you don't.
0: don't you don't want to do that it was embarrassing okay. <laughs> do,
1: you want, do you want to be rescued by some random mum? no you don't
0: yeah so there was that and then also for my first actual solve i made a bit of a boo-boo i uh so i'm solving i'm thinking right my hands are a bit cold but it's okay and I get to sort of nearly the end and I mess up an algorithm. And out of instinct, I just sort of, if I mess up, I just re-scramble it. I, I just think, ugh, you know, that solve is dead to me. I'll start oh, again. No. So I do that. No, and then no. my judge sort no. of looks at me like, what, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> Why, what? what is going on here <laughs> so i'm just sort of looking at her and she's looking at me and my mum's filming me going what are you doing so um i she just kind of whispered to um, me saying keep oh solving wow. and i you know you won't dnf so i think that must have been about a minute to yeah. solve and that was awful as well
1: that's wonderful
0: <laughs> but, that but yeah is, that was the really first wonderful.
1: one wonderful. overall uh-huh. i got like, I got like I a one...
0: 28 average
1: that's great that's great for a first one so yeah that's pretty close to what i got too um, and I had one solve too where I, I messed up a PLL. It, you know, it was a point where I just had no idea how to rescue it. Like once it was a little bit off, it was completely off, and so I basically started like all the way from the start again and went over a minute, which to date is still my slowest solve. But hey, it's also kind of cool to be able to say I once solved in like over a minute. There's there's nothing, no shame there.
0: Yeah. No, there is no absolutely no shame there. I, my, a minute used to be my best time. I'm sure it used to be everyone's best time.
1: Yeah, exactly. It used to be everyone's best time.
0: I actually had a question because I was just thinking about it. In When I was sort of practicing with um, everyone else before I had to solve, you know, in the competition, I found that the closer it got to sort of my group, I was solving and I just kind of forgot how to solve. You know, do you ever feel like you can practice a bit too much <laughs> and then you think, I don't know how to solve a Rubik's oh, Cube anymore?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it really is possible to solve too much. And it's actually been my quest over the past few years to sort of figure out the psychology of, of, of competing and how to actually get into the zone, how to actually get into, because for me, it was very much the more that I wanted to do well, the less I would do well. And I, I started to wonder how, how do I trick my brain into like not feeling stressed about this? Cause I'll, I'll do better if, if, I, if I don't feel the pressure, but I know that this is it. And so how do I sort of override that, that my, my brain and somehow tell my emotions to like calm down. And to be honest, I still haven't figured it out, but, but in, in my last couple of competitions, I actually did quite well. I actually got some really good solves and I, I think they occurred because I was sort of laughing it off. I, I was sort of just trying to feel relaxed and I'm almost joking about it a little bit, like in, in in um my my last competition vlog that I've got on my channel, it was the one where I just kept joking like, okay, this is it, it's this is gonna be the one, and you know it was tongue in cheek every time, and I, I wonder if I said it as a protective thing because you know if it didn't work, I could just I could just laugh it off, but I, I I wonder if the the laughter and the sort of like, all right guys, you know this is gonna be it, like saying that to the camera and saying that to my judge and you know little little wink little like tw- twinkle in the eye i wonder if that actually somehow alleviated the stress and got me into the zone and and yeah i managed to get some good times but but everyone's different so it's it's, it's not like that you know one secret thing it's gonna work like um there's the serious Cubists i i don't think they they laugh <laughs> I-, I don't think the top cubists like joke and laugh during their solves. like they are firmly in in the zone like like you know timo kolishinski has got his 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 earmuffs on like he is like cut off from the world like just me and the cube so clearly there are different methods
0: what was your favorite competition that you've been to like which which one did you find that that was sort of wow that was a great competition for you not in it not even in terms of times just in terms of having a good time
1: I've enjoyed every competition that I've been to. I mean, even my last, my, my most recent one in Adelaide was so much fun as, as well. It was just, yeah they have so much fun even when you don't do well it's it's fun because you know if, if you can laugh it off and i i very much try and tell myself if i don't do well that's okay i'm saving my su- success for the next competition like as disappointing as it is that's all right you know my success is in the future
0: being around all these different cubas that's kind of a win in itself because i don't yeah. um, i don't know about you i guess you s- see cubas a lot more regularly than i do but just being there, that's kind of enough for me. I like yeah. being around everyone.
1: It, it, it is great. And, and I think for a lot of the younger cubes as well, it's really nice for them to just see people like them. It's, it's like finding your clan. You know, it's like I found my people. <laughs> I found people like me who value and, and are passionate about the same things that I am. And I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. I, I, might, I might be the only one in my class or in my school but I'm not the only one here. And it's great. It's so affirming. And it's, it's, yeah, it's so good on so many levels.
0: I also find it quite, um, do you ever get that, you know, when you're, you're on the way home from good sort of days cubing at your competition and just feel really, really inspired and think I'm going to learn 50 more algorithms just because I've been in that kind of environment. <laughs> yes, That's definitely how time. I felt about it. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, definitely, yeah. Every time, and 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 I think it does actually turn into something. Usually, like I, I find myself cubing a lot leading up to a competition, and then also coming off a competition, I'm I'm still cubing heaps. Uh, and my wife might can sometimes be like, "What are you training for? <laughs> like, you have just come from a competition." And I'm like, I just I just feel like I, I just I just don't want to learn new things, and I, and I just want, want to get into it.
0: Um, does your wife know how to solve a Rubik's cube?
1: She pretty much, like, will have nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's She doesn't actually, like, dislike it or anything. She just has absolutely zero interest, which I think is just so funny. Um, and, you know, I, I have at times considered, like, you know, I don't know, a video like, I taught my wife how to cube or I finally taught, you know... I, I don't even know what what, what I would call her, um, Ting Wife, or <laughs> that's what that's what people sometimes say. Then it would truly be like a whole family thing. But at the same time, I I just think, you know, I would I would be a good husband if I also respected what she was interested in, and not sort of forced her to you know do stuff that she doesn't actually want to do. So yeah, there just hasn't been any good reason to, to get, get get her involved. Uh, but you know, like at the last competition where both of my kids were there, like she was there too. You know, she was there cheering them on and. Um, yeah, just, just being present. So she's still very much a part of the life of the channel and, and, and videos and stuff just, just in the background. Is
0: there a puzzle that you haven't been able to solve or the hardest one that you have been able to solve, but you, you know, you found it the most difficult?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I've got a lot of puzzles that, 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 that I can't solve. Like, you know, I take pride in being, being able to solve quite a few puzzles, but I am very much not like, uh, Duke of Cubes, you know, you, you just, he, he was on in episode um, two. Um, shout out to um, episode two. He, like, he, he's someone that I would probably go, go to to get advice with, like, you know, how would you probably approach this? Or...
0: I message him all the time when I yeah. get stuck. I'm like, Adam, I don't know how to do it. Please, please help me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. So there are a lot of people who, um, yeah, just have way, a huge advantage over me when it comes to Um, just sort of sitting down and and being able to just see it almost like the internal uh, mechanics of the puzzle and go, oh yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. So I would say a good, um, I probably have a good 30 or 40 puzzles that I can't solve.
0: I think that's going to be quite reassuring, especially coming from yourself to sort of other listeners, because obviously you're such a big YouTube cuber. It's nice to hear that, you know, you still can't solve all of them and that you know it's okay, and it's still it is really really difficult. It makes it seem uh, less or out totally of okay. in this world. I was actually going to ask your advice on something because I have recently discovered uh-huh. I've got I've made a bit of an an error. So I keep all my cubes Uh-oh. at my house now. I don't sort of have no, I don't actually. That's a complete lie. Some of them are at my mum's house. I can't carry them uh-huh. all to my my place. So I've got this little shelf, and I managed to while I was sort of dancing around, knock my ghost cube off my shelf and I kept it scrambled because I think it looks cooler when it's scrambled and some of the pieces Mm -hmm. have come out so now I don't know which ones they go back into and it's a ghost cube and it's horrific and I think it's going to stay scrambled and in pieces forever I don't know what to do with that. Uh,
1: You have two options so option number one is to do what you just said just leave it as it is if you don't plan to solve it, it the ghost cube is actually a cube that looks beautiful when it's scrambled because it's you can't even fathom what it should look like when it's solved when it's you know when you when you look at it scramble it's a sight to behold uh your second option you just don't tell anyone this but you 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 break it apart and then you put the pieces back together again and yeah and and then you say that you solved it but you actually didn't the <clears throat> cubing
0: police are gonna come Uh-oh. and get you.
1: <laughs> Don't mention the cubing police. They they know once you say their name, they're listening to us right now.
0: What is your favourite puzzle after the three by three?
1: It's like asking me to choose my favourite child. What a mean question to ask. Lately it's been the two by two, but, but it it can also be at various times. Uh the four or the five. Uh and sometimes sometimes the square one.
0: Interesting, you say that because yeah. you've picked two of the ones that I kind of I don't dislike, so I don't want to sort of call them out like that. Um, but four by yeah. four, oh, I just it it hurts my brain, and I always get parodies. Oh.
1: I I know I I I've been listening to your episodes, and I know how you feel. I know how you feel. I, I know that you got the seven before you got the others, the other sizes, which is sacrilegious, sacrilegious, my friend. That's the kind of stuff that the cubing police will be knocking at your door. You do it sequentially. Like, you know how to count. You go three, four, five. No, no. I'm, I, think, I, I think I did the same. I'm pretty sure that I got the seven before I got the six. I, 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 think, I think I got the five. Yeah, I think I got three, then two, then four, then five. As I slowly got into cubing. And then I went to seven. And six, I think, was a pretty late addition.
0: The seven's got some sentimental value for me because it was sort of three by three, got good at that, people think I'm cool. Get the seven, everyone thinks I'm insanely clever when it it doesn't really feel that clever to me. And you know, I'd <laughs> take it everywhere and sort of, if we're ever going on really long car journeys, on planes and stuff, I'd just sit there and, or in public when you know, my mum and my sister would go shopping, I'd sort of sit on the floor while they're trying on clothes and just solve my little cube and everyone would look at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's probably my favorite one, even though I've got, you know, 11 and nine and, but I, I do like the odd yeah. cubes, but I think I got, what did I get after the seven? I don't know if it was the five and then, no, I maybe got the four, got really upset that it was different because it was even and then got the five and then the six. Yeah.
1: Can, can I ask you what, uh, what seven you, which seven by seven you have the, or, the, or the one that, you know, you, you bring around with you?
0: Um, so the one that I don't, I don't bring it around anymore, but the one that I first got, it was a Sheng I don't know if I'm saying that right, Sheng Shao, and it was really, really slow, Yeah. and um, it was just my favorite thing, like it makes squeaking noises when it turns, like it's very old and it's very heavy now, like I feel like when I pick up my other ones, like even my 11 now is lighter than that 7, and I feel (laughs) like it doesn't, there's no sort of fast turning at all, but it's still my favorite. Um, yeah but i'm a bit i don't want to buy yeah. N- yeah i don't want to buy a newer one because i feel like as soon as i do it'll obviously cubing technology has come a long way because i think it, I, it'll, probably, it, it'll
1: know it'll know it'll get hurt. yeah
0: and it will i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to do that because it feels bad i think i've yeah. had it since we, i was about 12 think-
1: <laughs> it'll it, it'll know it, it'll get hurt yeah <laughs> Yeah, we, we've we've seen Toy Story. We we know that when the lights are off and when we leave the room, our cubes come to life and they talk, and they get jealous. And if you get a new seven by seven, it it will feel like how Woody felt when when Andy got Buzz. We we know that. I so. do
0: I do think that's that's what it will be like. But I do have a lot of ones at my my parents' house that I don't really use anymore because. I got them all when I was, I was probably about 12 and now, you know, it's been, oh, it's been 10 years. That's awful to think about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So you've been cubing, you've been like, you know, cubing for a a while.
0: Yeah, I have, but it's, it's odd because only in the last year have I even discovered everyone else. It's always been very much a hobby that I would do on my own. So I think that's why I think my family have been quite supportive because they've always seen me sort of I like being sociable, yeah. but I also really like having sort of my time on my own. I'm quite an anxious person, so cubing would be what I would do. And I'd always do it on my own, but now... Cubing is
1: great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: and now it's it's getting me friends. It's getting me experience in the sort of career yeah. I want to go to. I'm meeting people, all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's been quite nice for my family it's, to watch. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, so it yeah. it's feels so really good. emotional even just talking about it because I didn't even know you guys were out there, and now... It's such a well. It's always been such a big part yeah. of my life, but now it's kind of public. It's always been sort of a private yeah. thing, but now everyone yeah. knows. Now there's no hiding it. <laughs> I like solving. No, there is
1: there is no hiding it. But but what a great story, you know. And and this is the story that you that you will always have, and that you will continue to tell. Hopefully, you know, with this platform that you have, and you are going to find more and more people inspired by it, and who can relate to it. And yeah. You you are now you know a community builder, a cubing community builder, which is so great. Keep on doing what you're doing.
0: It is nice because people reach out to me and say, "Oh, I love you know, I love your podcast, I love your Instagram, and ask me questions." And that is such an odd thing because I'm still asking you know other people questions. I'm still going to the Duke of (laughs) Cubes and being like, "How do you do that? That looks crazy," and you know, so that's that's still strange. But it's it's quite quite amazing to think about. (laughs) <laughs> have you got any England plans?
1: I would love to. I really, really would love to. But I don't have any plans as of yet. I think if maybe a very big event was being hosted in England and it was maybe a bit safer to travel as well, I, I, w- I would absolutely love to. So I've, I've been to London once in my life ever when I was, uh, I don't know, a, a teenager. And I was, I was only there for a week. And I can't remember too much of it, but I remember loving it. It was it was so different, and it was fun, and it was pretty. It was it was old, but it, that's, that's which is different from I guess what you so, you know growing up in Singapore and now living in Australia. We just don't have as many places that feel like they are soaked in history. That feel like th- there's a story. Th- there's a story behind this corner, behind this building, and behind you know. And so I would love to be back. I- are you offering to be like like a-, a tour guide if if I if I go? Is that what I'm? Yes. I- if I go, come to London.
0: I will take you everywhere. You will need to like wrap up because it's absolutely freezing all the time. Never really <laughs> gets warm here. Summer is cold. Yeah. It's just it is cold. It is a uh, cold place. But. I you love are not it here. selling
1: it very well.
0: I love it here, though. I can't deal with it being too warm. When I go yeah. anywhere else, it is too hot. But um, I do find that with solving and competitions, everyone was wearing gloves beforehand mm-hmm. and like little hand warmers, which was quite what, funny. To was it
1: was Wakefield the competition that you went to?
0: Yeah, it was the Wakefield one.
1: Did you know that that's the competition that I randomly chose as my example in my competition tips video? I made a competition tips video at the end of last year, I think, when we started the year, and I, I I needed to just pick a random competition from the WCA website as an example of, you know, how to, how to look through the criteria and, and whatever, and I picked that one, and I remember thinking, oh, won't it be funny if, you know, people who are watching it are actually going, and then I found out that was one that Adam, like, went to, and I think, was that your first competition?
0: yeah it was and um that's where i first sort of met him in person because we've obviously spoken on the podcast and we've spoken a couple of other times but yeah and he bought me a donut as well
1: what a champion that guy i i expect a donut from him now if if you're listening adam if you don't give me a donut when we if and when we meet at some point in our lives that is favoritism
0: I think you'll have made it at that point. That's kind of the end game, isn't it? All you need is that donut.
1: I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll cross paths sometime, and I will get that donut from the Duke of Cubes himself.
0: So, unless you've got any more questions for me, I think that could be about it for this time. Mm.
1: Oh, I have a million questions for you, but I can save them till after, after the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can save them for after. You can save them for next time. I'm well. If you want, you're definitely happy to have you on here again.
1: I would love to come come on again. I also heard in a previous episode that you would love to meet, meet Felix someday. Um, and without... I mean, I can't say this with 100% certainty, but I'm going to pre- predict right now that if you continue with this podcast, you will nearly 100% have Felix on as a guest at some point. And if you are struggling... If you are struggling to make that happen, I will make that happen. I will pull every string that I can to make it happen i'm saying this on the record right now that we 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 can make it happen at some point in the lifetime of this podcast
0: oh thank you so much that's gonna that'll be amazing um
1: it will be amazing he's he's fantastic i mean everyone is everyone is great but felix is yeah, he great. was just the first that's person I really kind of great.
0: knew that was a Cuba before I even knew what a Cuba was. He was kind of the first person that was like, wow, yeah. he does this. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, if that's about everything, I'm just going to do a quick goodbye. Thank sure. you so much for being part of this podcast. It's been surreal and amazing to speak to you, and I hope we'll speak to you very soon. I've been G is Cuban. Yeah, I yeah. would
1: love to come in again sometime
0: and Tingman so bye guys I'll see you next time
1: bye